This is The Rich Eisen Show. Jordan Love is really sitting there thinking, did you think I wanted to be in this position? The Rich Eisen Show. Big shot to Memphis and Penny Hardaway. He has a guy on his team that wears the really small shorts. And one time he had a breakaway layup and he missed it. And I promise it was because of the shorts. <laughs> Jalen Rose, everybody. What an answer. Earlier on the show, Packers reporter Rob Domofsky. Coming up, Saints safety Malcolm Jenkins. Pro Football Hall of Fame inductee Isaac Bruce. Plus, from Peacock's brother from another, Michael Hawley. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Well, our number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Uh, Hall of Famer Isaac Bruce is going to join us, and I can't wait for that. Uh, Malcolm Jenkins of the Saints about to join us. We just talked to Rob Domofsky of uh, ESPN. He's the uh, NFL Nation reporter that covers the Packers. <laughs> He was the one who was live tweeting out uh, Jordan Love's um, last two days at uh, mandatory minicamp, and we're we're all hanging our hats on whether, as he said, he it was a, an unmitigated disaster in week in day one, and then day two he's a Hall of Famer. Uh, Diane Rossini of ESPN is at Tennessee Titans camp right now. Did you see what she tweeted out about uh, 40 minutes no, ago? No, I saw that she was there, though. Can you put the, here it is, I just took more pictures and videos of Julio Jones on the practice field for the first time with the Titans than any other moment in my personal life. Weddings, birthdays, family <laughs> parties. I need to reevaluate my life. That's awesome. Ah, uh, yes, football in June. But, you know, um, there's always something to talk about, and then some of these things actually do manifest themselves in wins and losses this season. For instance, Jordan Love who says he's going to be 100% ready. Of course he's going to say that. Of course he should believe that too. Uh, should he start week one? Uh, should Aaron Rodgers be out? Uh, well, that's a, a decision that's being made right now that could actually manifest in a win and a loss. And uh, somebody who uh, no doubt will be keen to know who's going to be starting in that game for the Green Bay Packers because his Saints will be hosting those Packers in week number one. I always love my conversations with this man because there's always something more important than football going on in his life to talk about, and that is Malcolm Jenkins of the New Orleans Saints back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How you doing, Malcolm? Rich, I'm doing good, man. How you been? I'm doing fine. Just uh, hanging my hat on every rep that I can get my hand on right now. That's what we're doing <laughs> right now in the world. You're far between right now. I know they are. So what is going on in uh, in your world with the Saints? Walk me through what this week's been like. What's What is going on with you? Yeah, right it's still still a pretty unique, you know, offseason. Obviously, last year we didn't have anything. Um, and this year, you know, was a lot different than, you know, what I've been used to where, you know, we, we kind of came in, got our workouts, did some meetings. Um, and a lot of it was, you know, player-driven. So we, we just did some seven-on-sevens for the first time. Uh, and really that was, you know, organized and put on by the players. So everything was kind of, you know, low-key, just going through the, the you know, installs, a little bit of the basics, uh, but still getting some quality work in. Nobody's getting hurt, which is, you know, the main oh, thing. Please. Um, yeah. So it's been been great. No doubt. What has it been like without Breeze in the mix for the first time of your two tenures now with the Saints, Malcolm? Yeah, I think, you know, I think everybody's, you know, looking to see kind of how the leaders kind of emerge out of this, especially, you know, at the quarterback position, to see Jameis and, and Taysom really kind of stepping into their own personalities now kind of not being behind Drew, uh, and then obviously just, you know, myself, Cam Jordan, DeMario Davis, guys who, you know, have been leaders on this team, uh, you know, kind of molding some of the other younger guys. But honestly, I think I think it's been, you know, excitement. Guys have been back in the building, you know, the camaraderie, all of the, some of the protocols being, 
loosened, you know, uh, different than it was last year where we didn't even get to hang out, you know, as, as teammates. So I think guys have just been more focused on, you know, kind of kind of building that camaraderie, figuring out who's going to be on the team um, and getting back to work. And uh, what has the quarterback situation been like from your perspective, what you're seeing in terms of leading and competing and things of that nature with Taysom Hill and uh, and Jameis? Malcolm. Yeah, I think, I think you know, you see two guys who really respect each other, who respect the process and, and want to do what's best for the team. Obviously, last year, you know, Taysom filled in and, and had some success, you know, and, and, and taking this, but Jameis has also been accomplished in this league. Um, and so, you know, it's one of those things where they're working together, but you also know, it's, you know, it's a competition. And I think it's going to make our team better. Um, both of them, I think, are, are natural leaders that have the ear of the locker room. And so, you know, right now it's it's all, you know, it's all about the team. But I'm sure as as we get back to training camp and and things, you know, start to, to heat up, um, you know, that that competition will heat up as well. What do you think of what's going on with Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay? I know you sometimes spend some time uh, in an analyst chair every very once in a blue moon, but uh, I'd love to know your perspective from a veteran's position. Certainly, since the Saints do have the Packers Week One, there's a ton of time between now and then, obviously. But uh, I wonder what you guys think from afar watching this play out with a, a quarterback, certainly that you have defended against quite a bit uh, in the 21st yeah. century situation in the business of the NFL, has, Mal. Has he, has he made any uh, news yet? I haven't, I haven't paid attention to it much. I know, you know, he was putting his foot down and wanted out. Uh, has there been any movement on that? There has been zero movement. He did not show up this week, and Jordan Love said he will be 100% ready should he get the call week one against you and the Saints. Oh, yeah. Well, well, I think, you know, players, you're starting to see more of it. You know, players have the leverage to, to do, you know, what's best for them in their career. Um, and I think he's obviously, you know, one of the top quarterbacks, you know, top three quarterbacks, if not the top quarterback in his league. Um and if he feels like he, you know, hadn't been done right by, by the teams, then, you know, he has every right to do, you know, what he wants to do. We see the same thing with Deshaun Watson. Um, and I think that, that kind of leverage is, is, you know, as a player, I'm happy that guys are taking it upon themselves and putting, you know, using the power that they have because we've surely seen teams, you know, on the other foot do the same to players, you know, cut players mid-contract, trade them, you know, and, and have, at, have at it. And uh, to see a player reversing that role, you know, I think it's encouraging. Why do you think the it's happening more in the NFL now? Because we've seen it in the NBA quite a bit, and I've had so many conversations with NFL players saying, hey, we see in the NBA uh, it's a player-driven league, and obviously in, in the NFL there are some players that drive revenue, drive wins more than losses. Why, why do you think we're seeing more of this in the NFL now, Malcolm? Yeah, Chambers? I think we're starting to see the, the business of the NFL is booming. Right? You look at the new TV deals. You know, every year, you know, we are the the highest grossing sport in America, um, and we wear helmets for a living. And now our individual players are starting to get, you know, more notoriety, more, um, you know, access and leverage off of the field. And with that comes more power at the negotiating table. And I think once you start to see a couple guys push against the establishment, obviously, you know, you, you start to create a pathway for other guys to see you know, that, that they can do it as well. And, you know, in the NBA, like I said, you have a, a league that's player-driven because they understand the value. They understand that they are the product. And I think the, the NFL has been, or the NFL players have kind of been late to the party on that curve. It's a little bit different dynamics in our league. But you're starting to see that shift as well 
uh, in the mindset of today's athlete. Malcolm Jenkins here on the Rich Eisen Show. One of the many reasons why I like having you on, Malcolm, is not only because we can talk ball, but we talk life and uh, other issues. And, you know, and I, I feel like I could ask you pretty much anything. And so in that regard, earlier you mentioned how you're enjoying the camaraderie and getting back in a room because of protocols being loosened. And part of the reason why that is taking place is because of vaccines that vaccinations have actually turned, helped knock on wood, seemingly turn a bit of a tide on COVID-19 in this country. And we're, we're hearing quite a bit of, you know, of sound bites from colleagues of yours, players in the league that are resistant or wanting to learn more. Can you walk me through what the Players Association mindset is or what the, a player's mindset is in regards to the vaccine right now in the NFL? Best you can tell, Malcolm? Yeah, yeah, I think, you know, like any any concerned citizen, right, who's concerned about their health and the health of their family members, you know, education is the, the key part to this. You know, if you don't know any better or don't know the information, you're going to be skeptical to do it. And when it comes to especially African-Americans in this country and when it comes to medicine, um, we don't have the best track record. So, you know, it comes with, you know, being able to give people as much information as they can about what the vaccine is, what it does, um, how it works, um, and, and let them make that decision kind of on their own. So it's not a mandatory thing, um, but obviously we've seen not only just in our league, but just in society in general, in our communities, um, how effective it has been when you start to get more and more people vaccinated, that we're able to get back to a little bit of a sense of normalcy. Um, but obviously understanding that the, the virus is still very real still and, and you know, and we, there's still some things we don't know about uh, the vaccine, but there's also things we don't know about the long-term effects of COVID-19. So it just comes with, you know, like I said, just more dialogue, more information um, to allow people to get to those decisions uh, on their own and make, you know, the decision that's best for them and their family. But uh, are players who are not vaccinated not allowed to um – uh, I guess, convene in a manner in which it seems like you and others are convening where you can be, as you said, uh, protocols being loosened. Is there certainly a difference in the way that that's happening behind the scenes right now? Oh, what, well, some simple things just like, you know, wearing masks, right? If you're, if you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. And like, you know, for the first time in the year, you know, I'm able to go to and from my house without a mask on. Um, that feels great, you know, but if you haven't gotten it, you still um, got to, you know, wear that. And I'm sure as we get closer into the season, you know, a lot of those protocols will be hashed out um, and, and kind of, you know, reevaluated. Um, but I'm sure there are going to be restrictions, you know, just like there will be in society, you know, inevitably for people who don't and people who do. Um, I'm sure our protocols will reflect the same. And I think some of that convenience um, will probably, you know, nudge guys to, to get the vaccine as well but you know what we want to do is especially from a union standpoint is make sure that uh nobody's being forced to get it it's not a mandatory thing um but also you have to understand you know that COVID is real and and if you aren't vaccinated there's going to be some um protocols that you still have to abide by okay and then just one last thing so is the players association uh taking part in this education program that you're mentioning i know that ron rivera for the Washington football team put together, um, you know, uh, a presentation with a vaccine expert to talk to the players and get them more uh, up to, you know, uh, over maybe even 50% vaccination rate on the Washington football team. Is there, what, what, what can you enlighten me about what the players association is doing? 
on this. Well, form. I know the Players Association is, is working directly with the league and in tandem with the league. We're, we're coming up with what those protocols are to make sure that players, you know, are, are safe and, and educated. And I think the teams have really, individual clubs have taken it upon themselves, um, you know, to, to really educate guys. I know even the staff here, um, the, the entire building was 100% vaccinated before the players even got here. And so, you know, the players, are, we're kind of the last wave of employees mm-hmm. um, that are getting access to it. Um, so, you know, it's, it, it's one of those things where I think they're trying to lead by example. And, it's, and I'm sure it's different club by club. Um, but the, the PA and the league are working hand-in-hand to make sure uh, that they, one, agree on what the protocol should be, um, but obviously, you know, prioritizing um, keeping guys safe. What's going on with your foundation, everything else in your life? I'd love to give you the floor because you've always got something interesting and fascinating and important going on. What's going on with you, Malcolm? Yeah, you know, over the years, we've, we've talked about many issues, you know, from the criminal justice system, from education and, and all these things. And, um, you know, those things, I think we I'm still continuing to push a lot of work in, especially locally in Philadelphia when it comes to policing and police oversight. Um, but one of the things I've turned my mind to is just really the and, and we've seen it over COVID-19 uh, and the pandemic with people struggling financially. Um, and any way you want to have impact is, is through financial freedom. Um, and so I focus my attention to the wealth gap that, that exists in America right now, where the average white family has about 10 times the net worth of an average black family. And that, that gap is only going to grow wider as we go on if we don't do something. Uh, so my foundation is focused on uh, financial literacy. We partner with uh, a company called a black-owned company called Gold Setters, uh, and are pledged to start a uh, thousand um, savings accounts for kids um, that'll um, allow them to start to invest. So we're giving them money um, at a very early age and teaching them about investments, or so not just the education, but actually giving them some money to to start investing on their own, um, knowing that even that little bit of education. Um, grows their chances of being an investor by the age of 25, going to college and having success um, when it comes to their finances. How can people take part again? Help out? Involve, yeah, they can go yeah, you can find out more about what we're doing. Uh, if you go to the Malcolm Jenkins Foundation dot org, um, we'll have you know all the things that we're doing, not only with the financial literacy, but some of our other programs that we're doing. We just had a scholarship um, uh, uh, program that we have in New Orleans. We've been doing for 10 years now, or over 10 years, uh, where our graduates, uh, you know, we gave out scholarships. Um, So all of our stuff is there. If you want to donate, please support the work. Uh, If you want to volunteer or just get more information, uh, all of that information is at themalcolmjenkinsfoundation.org. Now, the reason why you call it that is because malcolmjenkinsfoundation.org was already taken, or or it, why do you why do you call it the way that you? Plus, it's it isn't it pronounced the? I mean, uh, the Malcolm Foundation, Malcolm Jenkins Foundation. No, 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 no. That's only if you're you know mid sentence. But if it starts the sentence, it's the Malcolm Jenkins Foundation, <laughs> just like the Ohio State. Oh, University. now oh, see, now it's, I'm putting two and two together. Dominating, yeah. you know, a certain school up north for a long time. How's that? You guys do anything? Y'all got to coach that? Uh, <laughs> no. Hey, we okay. don't. Malcolm. Okay. We don't. I know you were like, you know, hey, is there something going on with Aaron Rodgers? Like, I would let you slide on that one. But you know, you, you're up to speed enough on what's going on with Michigan. You understand that. Yeah, or the school sure. up north. Pardon me. So uh, how do you think, in, in, in all seriousness, Urban Meyer will fare 
in the NFL uh, after all those years uh, in college and at the Ohio State University. How do you think he's going to he's going to do at this next level, Malcolm? I mean, we'll, we'll see. I, I think it's always been you know a tough transition for coaches, um, mainly um, coaches who. Um, are used to having a certain level of control on the collegiate level. And now you're in a, a locker room with, you know, guys like Aaron Rodgers who can, who can make their own decisions, who've been in the league for a long time, who know what they're doing, know how to get their bodies ready. Um, and we've seen some coaches struggle with that. We've seen some, you know, do well. I think he's been known to be one of those controlling, high-intensity, you know, type coaches. Um, and so I'd be interested to see what the, uh, what his adjustment, you know, is. But you know, but it's it's a tough league, and it's it, it you can't hide. You're very highly competitive, and and obviously already kind of making waves with uh, the the Tebow signing. <laughs> uh, and so we'll see we'll see where that goes. Well, I mean, to me, I I thought you know that also. You tell me if I'm wrong. That 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 would also indicate to everybody in the locker room in Jacksonville that if you, that if it all works out for us and you play the in the manner in which. You know, uh, I I I'd want you to play for me. That this this is for life that we're doing. What do you think? Signing Tebow is a way to indicate to everyone in the in the locker room that, or you think it's just something that's totally out of left field and and was maybe a little bit out of pocket. What do you think? Well, well, I don't. I don't, it's not like he went and signed every player that he played with in Florida, right? Tim Tebow won a, a Heisman for him, right? <laughs> so. I, so I mean, if it's one of those, if you if you're going to be, you know, the next league MVP, oh, for sure it's a forever thing. <laughs> but uh, I think uh, I, I don't know how many guys looked at that move and, and you know and respected it uh, as, as as guys who are in this league who've worked their entire lives to be here, work really really hard to stay here in a highly competitive uh, space. Uh, I, I don't know if it was met with with that kind of reception. Malcolm, uh, love chatting with you. Uh, best to your family. Best to you. And what, what are you doing? Anything in the summer uh, before training camp? What, what are you doing? You going anywhere? You're going to just stay put. What is what's your plan for the summer? I'm getting to get out with the kids a little bit. Um, you know, how old are they? Enjoy the summer. They're, my my daughters are seven and three. Oh, you're handsome. So there, some somebody invented a uh, half. Uh, birthday. I don't know where to came from. So. <laughs> <laughs> but now, now I've got two half birthdays uh, this month, so we'll oh, see how that goes. Oh, <laughs> boy. I think a seven and a three-year-old, they, they're the ones who invented half birthdays, Malcolm. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly. so funny. <laughs> well, have a great Father's Day then uh, in between, and let's chat down the line. Appreciate it. Appreciate right, it. Thanks, Ruth. That's Malcolm Jenkins. Go, everyone, check out themalcolmjenkinsfoundation.org to be part of all the great works that he is part of. I'm sorry, I just, it's, I just can't, you can't help, help yourself. You I can't, can't help yourself. He's like the Malcolm Jenkins foundation.org. Not an accident. Oh, somebody already has Malcolm Jenkins foundation.org or a uh, Malcolm. Jenkins. Yeah. Just good for him, man. I just, he shoots you straight. He's just a confident man with Super Bowl rings. Multiple. Who has made quite a career for himself in a league where the average is 14, four years and he's done it 13. Whew. He is just a confident manager. So tell you what you think and let the chips fall where they may. That's I that. love it. That's that. It's, it's rare. It's not, uh, it's rare. Yeah. It's rare. And um, I open myself up to the broadsides and that's why November is going to come around and at some point November is going to be broadsided right back 
and that day will just be such a glorious day. I'm going to be impossible to be around. Impossible. It's going. Don't look at me and say it's not going to happen the rest of my life. Don't say that. It's just a bad stretch right now. They still have a same coach. Get out of here. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Malcolm, every time he talks to you or he comes in here, he talks a little slick because the couple times we've met, he's always got some like little side thing to say about the Cowboys as he's heading out the door. And I'm like, he's, come he's, on. Well, I mean, he spent time in the Eagles. He I, know. I, thought, I thought we got past that, he and I, but no. every time he, <laughs> you know. A confident pride, left out prideful. A prideful man. Eagles pride, Saints pride, Buckeye pride. He's a great dude, though, man. He's one to emulate, that's for sure. Yeah, one to look sure. up yeah. to and one to emulate. Uh, let's take a break. Um, I do believe we're going to get uh, Diane Rossini on the phone from Titans Camp. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> if her life is totally upside down <laughs> taking photographs of Julio Jones like it's a wedding day, that's we got to help her through this. That's next. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You're the perfect person to ask this, Bill Burr. Why do New England fans act so miserable? Why must you be... I didn't know that we did. Oh, stop. Unhappy in order to be happy. You don't think so? No, I think think that that's everybody's reaction to the jealousy of wanting to live through what we've lived through in the last 15 years. Because people always say stuff. Yeah, they say stuff like, don't you get sick of winning? Don't you? You're sick of it, right? Isn't it like, it must be like boring because that's all they have. They all they have. No, it's awesome. I hope it continues. And I've enjoyed every second of it. And when it's over, you know, it's it's going to be over. Well, I mean, this guy over there, Brockman, with his Red Sox cap over there. Do you have the David Price sound that where he was bitching about David Price after the Yankees beat him up in, what was that, game two? 
Play it. Go for it for Bill Burr. I want him to quit. I want him to retire on the spot. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to do I that. I didn't go that That's hard. what I want. <laughs> he was terrible. Part of you, so furious at David Price. I was so furious. But you were, you were kind of feeling good, though. Like, you're getting it off your chest. Like, you couldn't It was been, therapeutic. See, what's like, what I'm saying. That's what, what's with, is there something about Name another York? sports fan that, that sees their guy. I don't know. Just like, I, I'm, I, maybe I'm just a much more sunny disposition type guy. Were you screaming oh, at Harbaugh? This is about him. <laughs> this is about how great he is. Oh, I, now I see where this is going. I was confused. <laughs> no. You know, Rich, I, I, no. I, okay, you spoon fed it to me. I want to tell you something, Rich. Out yeah, of no. all the sports shows I go on, I yeah. think you are the, the nicest, <laughs> most even keel, <laughs> pleasant, respectful to other fan base. No, I just think it goes back to like the tea party you know it goes all the way back to like you, you, like you don't feel represented you feel like you're taxed you feel like <laughs> a taxed you feel sports it? do you fan, feel the jealousy you, don't don't you, you, love you, feel you haven't been represented in the sports it's universe it's always no. great, like it's always great when, I, when I have another teammate come into studio because I'm teamed up against two on one with the New York don't you hate any time like there's a big Boston uh, game what they show, they always show like lighthouses, lobster fishermen, and Paul Revere. Like, oh yeah, that's Massachusetts. I didn't see, I never saw any of that growing up. I, I didn't have any lobster fishermen friends. I never went to a lighthouse, and I never went to the Freedom Trail. I never did it. I, I I've seen the line painted on the sidewalk. You know, who goes to a tourist attraction in your own city? Exactly. You only do it when relatives come to town. Oh, like, do you want to? I want to go to the USS Constitution. Oh, do you? Here's where Cheers you want to stand in line down there? Well, have a great time. I'm going to go to a dive bar. Where do you want to go next? You want to go to Cheers? Yeah. <laughs> just to let you know, it doesn't look like that when you go inside. So just take a picture outside. If Ted Danson's not there. Yeah, you want to get some chowder? I hate clam chowder. It's disgusting. <laughs> it tastes like somebody already ate it and then spit it back into the bowl. Looks the same way. Happy 53rd <laughs> birthday. The one and only Bill Bill's birthday. Oh my God. It is indeed. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, we just saw a fantastic Bill Burr rant from three years ago when I asked him why Boston fans, sports fans, appear to be happy only when they're unhappy. We got to post that later on, Chris. Let's post that, that clip, clip later on on our, on our show page. That's That must be shared. It's three years old. Three years old. All right. So put this tweet up again that we saw. I, I, I laughed out loud, The as the kids would say, LOL'd. Diana Rossini tweeting out, I just took more pictures and videos of Julio Jones in the practice field for the first time with the Titans than any other moment in my personal life. Weddings, birthdays, family parties. I need to reevaluate my life. I feel like you, you, you have to call people when, when you see this sort of uh, plea for help. Is Diana Rossini on the phone line right now? Yes. Are you there, Diana, from ESPN? You there? Help, help me. Help me. I mean, I'm down on the ground. I laid down at one point to get this really good angle because I wanted to show his legs and how strong they are. Yes. I'm running from both sides of the field. Yep. Vrabel apparently likes to make sure his media is fit. This guy, I'm sweating. Rich, I was all state and track yep. in New Jersey. Okay. I don't know what the hell happened to me. <laughs> I, I couldn't... <laughs> I couldn't even make it. I, um, I was actually like kind of giggling as I was jogging. Like, yeah. This is awful. I mean, I know this is a run first team, but mm. why the heck do we have to run? Now, you know what? Because first of all, uh, there may be three eyes in Diana Rossini, but you're a team player. That's number one. Number two, what's happened to you is sports media. That's what's happened to you. Okay. Uh. That's the, like, 
uh, what Fowler is like the only guy who seems to get stronger as he's longer than he stays in sports media. Like, I don't know how many other Aikman. I'm seeing Troy Aikman's workout videos and stuff like that. Very impressive. But he's a former, you know, professional athlete. But you just only know one speed, Diana. You see the story and you just got to go for it. How many photographs did you, in fact, take of, uh, of 54. <laughs> I look. 54? What the, what do, Rich, this is what I'm thinking about. Yes. What the heck am I going to do with these? Like, <laughs> I already posted my one, what I would think was my blockbuster. Then yep. I posted my best video. Okay. Like, do you? Do you want a picture of? I mean, I always yes. want to reach out yes. to Julio's family. Like, yeah, well, no, we'll hey, take them. We'll take them for you. Direct message, uh, direct Diana. Direct message. We'll take your. We'll we'll take your your third and fourth place best uh, Julio Jones shots. We'll post them on that Rich Eisen show. We'll give you the proper credit. We'll do all of that. Absolutely. But this is a big story. You've been covering this story. He's finally now actually here. Maybe that's part of your excitement too, Diana. You know. I I, I think that's what it is. I think I I, I like going into situations and really having zero shame, which is what I had today. Um, you know, the, the, the beat reporters in Tennessee are, are fantastic. They do a great job. They're like a really fun group, and they're very accepting when I come in because I don't get to come too often. Um, but I wish I could say I brought, like, a level of just, like, national professionalism. But I don't. I just, I'm, I'm worse than anybody. You're only... the, the PR guy screaming at me, put Rossini, step back. You're going to get hit. I, I'm like... I don't really like rules, so either way, you're right. It is, it is a big – and, Rich, you want to know why I think it's a big story? Go for it. I'm over the trade now. Good job, John Robinson. Way to go. You, you traded him on a, on a pontoon boat with your family. To me, it's the fact that this is voluntary, and this is just a really, really good first step, in my opinion, in telling this Tennessee Titans coaching staff, the team – I'm here to be a Titan. I'm here to play. I don't need to be here. I'm Julio Jones, 32 years old, future Hall of Famer, perhaps. I don't need to, but I am. And I think the fact that he is hungry to learn, and of course, I'm sure this doesn't surprise you, the first pass of practice from Ryan Vanahill went to number two. Damn straight. That's Julio's number, by the way. Yeah, exactly. No, uh, yeah, and, and, and do you think Diana, Diana Rossini of ESPN here, do you think there's anybody in Atlanta seeing uh, uh, Julio uh, working out right now and voluntary after he missed so much practice time last year? That same look, what the hell? Where where was that guy? Is there anybody you think in Atlanta thinking that when they see him out there at the voluntary? I think Mike Rabel's out here going, "Thank God, thank God." <laughs> I bet. That's that's what I'm thinking because. Uh, you have to figure, you know, we know his style. We know his coaching way. We know where he comes from, right. what, how they did things in New England. So to now be trying to make this little mini New England that he's trying to build here, you know, in, in a great way. Yes. That, that was the big question mark for me when, when this was all happening and I heard Tennessee kept pushing and pushing. I, I was like, how is this going to work? I, I have a hard time believing that they're going to allow – Julio Jones not to practice if he doesn't want to practice from everything I've heard in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So this is this is just a really good first step. Granted, it's day one of the honeymoon, but uh, hopefully they can go a few years here with some success. It's exciting. It really is. They got to be all fired up. So uh, I appreciate you hopping on because I'm sure you're doing millions of Sports Center hits. And then you, are you you're talking to Julio later? Is that what you're doing later on? Um, it's actually happening right now. I chose you. Hmm. Well, all I'm just saying is that if you're if you're going to be talking to him later, just let him know uh, he's he's on uh, and it's being recorded. Will you let him know that in advance? 
before that happens? Yeah, I will. I will let him know that, and then at the end of the interview, I will say thank you. Here are the fifty-seven pictures I have of you that I don't want. <laughs> don't forget to direct message some of them or text some of them to us, Diana. We'll put them up there. We got you. We got you covered. I work. I work for everyone these days. It doesn't matter. We're all in this together. We are. Thanks for the call. You take care. I'm glad you got your cardio in. <laughs> Thanks, guys. You got. I need to lose weight. There you go. That's Bye. Diana Rossini of ESPN. Everybody, <laughs> that just made me laugh. The whole thing. Voluntary, I mean, voluntary. I am watching voluntary. some uh, videos there, of voluntary. Julio are out now as well. Mm, he's I just going to look is, great. His I, footwork is just Of course, out of he's Julio life. freaking Jones, man. It's incredible. He's Julio Jones. And then all that stuff, yeah, well, you're gonna, you just traded a two and a four, two this year and a four next year for a guy who doesn't practice a lot. You just traded a two and a four for a guy who's going to want all this money. You just traded a two and a four for a guy who doesn't practice a lot, who's going to want all this money, and who, you know, will get injured. But here on June uh, 9th, right? June 9th? 10th. 10th, whatever. 10th. The days just go on and on. <laughs> but here on June 10th, he's a guy healthy, practicing at a voluntary camp, not asking for another dime. How about that? How about that? What if he doesn't ask for another dime? What if he's like, you know, I, I'm 33 uh, years old. I'm just going to go there and I'm going to, I'm at 32. I'm going to ball out. I'm going to be 33. What am I going to ask for five more years? Eh, maybe I just want to wet my beak a little bit because I love it here. These guys, uh, they wanted me. The general manager is Diana pointing out, uh, uh, traded for me on a pontoon boat. <laughs> with my friend, with my, with my, with my uh, wife and kids. <laughs> Honey, sorry. Kids, dad's got to go get a goat, Okay. Potential goat. Dad's got to. Dad. Dad's got to bring Julio Jones to Tennessee, and uh, he is maybe the third most rocked up guy on our uh, in our huddle. <laughs> After AJ Brown and, and Derrick Derek Henry. Henry. Yeah, right. <laughs> Come on now. Yeah, he's did twenty three million at the you know twenty two and twenty three combined. I mean, maybe he that's good enough for him. Right now, that's what he is, though. He's a 32-year-old, fired up to be in his new spot, showing up and practicing and just doing the voluntary thing. I love it. Good for him. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll take some phone calls. A nice, big, long segment before Isaac Bruce joins us. Bruce Arians has chimed in on the subject of uh, vaccines. Apparently, paging Dr. Arians, <laughs> paging Dr. Bruce Arians... It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop 
from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code EISEN. That's I B O T T A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. Congratulations, Bruce. Congratulations. Oh, man. It's, it's still, it just sank in about halfway up the river holding a Lombardi trophy and a shed of tears. Says, Holy shit, we did this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Coach, it really is a remarkable run that your team went on, obviously, from week 12 all the way through to that podium. And, and it's interesting. See, it, it didn't happen until the boat parade where it actually sunk in to you, huh? Yeah. It really did. I mean, I was going, I mean, okay, we got to Lombardi, we're on the boat, everybody's there, fans on both sides, and then we hit a certain spot that was like fans hanging out of buildings and, and hotels and top rooftops. So I'm like, I got to Lombardi, and I'm like, even with my bad shoulder, I got it over my head going, all right, we, we won the damn Super Bowl. Now, when on Super Sunday did you say, first cross your mind, Bruce, you've been there, done that, obviously, so you know anything can can change where you thought, okay, this, this, I think this is going to happen tonight. When was that for you? Not until Devin's interception at the end. I mean, you know, Patrick has come back so many times. He's such a great player. And uh, until we intercepted that boss, that there's just not enough time for them to get it back and uh, <laughs> get us. And uh, I put that hat on and uh, all of a sudden I got my first Gatorade bath uh, that actually hit me because the only other one I ever had was back at Temple, but I had brought a bandage suit and I was not going to let them get me. I was quick back there. They couldn't catch me. <laughs> right. and, uh, but I just sat there and, and, when, and when the Gatorade hit me, it was like, I've been waiting for this for like 30 years. When you were here, Bruce, uh, on the show, okay, and you were you were talking to me, I believe it was just after you left Arizona, and you said that you had retired as a family from coaching because you had mentioned that your wife was was kind of through with the ups and downs of coaching and maybe some of the health scares for you. And now I'm just wondering if you wouldn't mind just getting a little bit personal about what this sensation is for you now that you've won it all. You came back and you got that Yeah, trophy. I mean, we actually just got off a plane back here at the lake and, and to be home, uh, what she's been through for the last 50 years is, you know, our 50th wedding anniversary is June 12th. Mm. 
and hopefully COVID's over by then and we can have a party. But, uh, I mean, what she's been through moving her 19 times and, um, getting, getting back here. Um, she's enjoyed this process this year as much as anybody. And I wouldn't have gotten back in coaching if she wasn't all in. And, uh, she's been all in and Tampa's made it so, so special. Again, I cannot thank the Glazier family enough, uh, for everything they've done for my family. That's the one and only Bruce Arians, kind enough to be a frequent guest on The Rich Eisen Show. Check it all out. We're back here on The Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH on our radio stations. We will be taking your phone calls shortly. Um, as uh, as you know, we had earlier on in this hour Malcolm Jenkins, and I wanted to ask him about what's going on with players saying that they're 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 having difficulty grasping the idea that vaccines will get everybody through to normalcy. And, you know, Malcolm did mention that uh, uh, African-Americans in this country um, have a history of being on the short end of the medical stick, uh, to say the least. That's one light way to put it. Uh, being used as human guinea pigs is another way one might be able to put it. There's a history in this country. And so anybody who's a person of color um, having uh, a question about a vaccine and one that is put together in short order um, needs to be educated. Uh, Sam Darnold, however, is a white man. And so there are many different viewpoints being brought to the table here by NFL players uh, who are questioning the vaccine, even though we're seeing full NBA arenas, we're seeing full, uh, more full NHL arenas we're seeing more full baseball stadiums outdoor the packers during our commercial break just sent out a press release saying that they are going to have a full lambo field this fall that uh that fans who are vaccinated do not have to wear a mask fans who are unvaccinated must wear a mask they will not require proof of vaccination it's an honor system and we hope that people who do actually go to these games follow said honor system because just because you've been vaccinated does not mean that you can't still get it. And it does not mean that you can't still get it and get seriously sick. That's what the vaccine's supposed to prevent is serious sicknesses. So I'm using my platform to try and let everybody know if this is at all a stop where you can be educated. Happy to do it. I am fully vaccinated and have been since January. I have vaccinated my 12-year-old son. He's getting his second shot tomorrow. That's the way I view these vaccinations. I trust it. I fully believe this is the way that we get back to normal. I can't wait to see full Lambeau Field. My God. That one was the most spooky for me during the football season. Well, that because it was an it, empty Lambeau yeah, Field. And I also think it's the way Lambeau is laid out. It's not one of these new stadiums that has all the different tiers right, in the luxury. It's just a it's just gigantic Old bowl. bowl. So yep. when that's empty, kind of like the Rose Bowl here, here in it's town, weird. it's weird. I know. Yeah. It's really empty when it's empty. So um, you have uh, a quote from Bruce Arians uh, when he was asked about this subject matter. Um <laughs> Earlier today, Chris Brockman? Yeah, so, you know, other teams, uh, Ron Rivera of Washington uh, bringing in uh, a vaccine expert vaccine to speak to the players. Experts yeah. to talk to the team. Uh, and so <laughs> Bruce Aaron was asked about this, and uh, he said, quote, I'm the specialist. 
I told the players, if you want to get back to normal, get vaccinated. So he will not be bringing in a vaccine specialist. He is the specialist. He is the specialist. And he's already told him, get your shot if you want to be back to normal. Exactly. And that's basically uh, as straightforward as you can get from your Super Bowl winning head coach. Now, look, do we look to head coaches for public health? No, we don't. We shouldn't. We shouldn't. But head coaches are in charge of their team. And the NFL, as you heard from Malcolm Jenkins, basically said, look, you want to be back to normal? Get vaccinated. You want to be walking around without a mask? You want to be able to go out for dinner? You want to be able to go out on the road? You want to be able to go do what you normally do? Get vaccinated. And your teammates who aren't? Sorry, can't. That's it's the workplace environment. It's something that Bruce also also had another quote. You know, everyone's tired of meeting here and eating outside and doing all the things we had to do last year. It is a personal choice, but I don't see a reason not to be vaccinated. It helps get your team back to that sense of normal, and you can do other things that right. you couldn't do before. Correct. And I don't think the NFL is going to test players if they've been vaccinated. I don't think they're going to do that. So players, you know, you don't want to uh, a swab up your nose or have to go get one at seven in the morning the day after you've traveled. You know, get vaccinated. Eight four four two zero four. Rich is the number to dial. Let's take Ben in Mississippi's phone call. It's been uh, it's been a while since we chatted with our friend in Mississippi. What's up, Ben? Rich, Rich, and Kuhau things. What's going on, Ben? How you been, man? All right, number one. Congratulations on finally getting the name through after 127 tries. I'm proud of you for that. Okay. <laughs> I am extremely proud of you for finally getting the name through. But, guys, I want you to keep an eye on him. Make sure he doesn't just start throwing him out willy-nilly because he's had a little bit of success, and, you know, our things can go with success. So and let's keep an eye on Rich and make sure he doesn't just go off, off the cliff. But <clears throat> that's not the reason why I called. So okay. I called last week. <laughs> And I pushed the doomsday button on Green Bay in the future about Aaron Rodgers. Yes, you did. And I'm about to push the red button again on the Portland Trailblazers. And my point of reference is going to be the Minnesota Timberwolves from about 20 years ago. Because we talked about how they had playoff exits four out of the last five for Portland. Well, Minnesota had seven consecutive first-round exits before losing the Western Conference Finals. And Kevin Garnett was the player at the time. So what I am saying is it is time to move Damian Lillard. I know you've been a proponent of keeping him in Portland, but I do not see a move that makes Portland not only just a title contender, but a Western Conference champion contender. And my thing is if there's not a move to be made where it makes him better, where it makes this team better and it makes them contenders, I think you need to make the move. And, I, and of course, you can make the move a couple years from now. But I think this would be the best time to make the move. And one of the teams that I think should keep an eye on it is the Milwaukee Bucks. Mm. And I know they don't really have the picks to do it, but if they're going to get washed by the Brooklyn Nets, which it looks like is going to happen, I think the, there's a couple other teams that can make that call, but I think it's time to make the move on. And I know Dane might not want to do it yet, but I, if winning is – as important as we like to think. I don't think it's going to happen in Portland. Uh, look, I, I, I think Portland should just close up shop if they trade Damian Lillard. They should just, just, they should just stop 
ceasing as a, as a franchise. I mean, you've got an all-time great, and you should be able to build around him. He, he he doesn't want out. You need to have him there. The fan base loves him, rightfully so. He's one of theirs uh, because they drafted him, and he's been there. If they can't win with him, I mean, how, how do you just get rid of him? I mean, you have to build around him, and you can't tell your fan base, hey, we, you know, look, come, come, come see Chris Middleton, you know? <laughs> I mean, like, honestly, I mean, who would you get even get back? I don't even... I think you'd have to close up shop. You should just move to Seattle. Just move to Seattle and say we're done here. You know, I mean, I, I can't imagine they'd do that, Ben. But it's an – and I, I appreciate the call. Thank you. Call back. I think it's an interesting idea. Maybe one spot just becomes the location of all the guys who need their – who need the help and can't get it in their franchise. Why, why can't Milwaukee just send Giannis to Portland? You know what I mean? That would be – Why Milwaukee? More likely. Because you're not going to trade Giannis? I mean Giannis, and then who else? Who else could be the third man in? Who needs out to get their spot? Zion, <laughs> right? At some point, uh, at some Zion point, is that. We're already talking about Zion as that guy. Get him out of New Orleans. You should put him in Madison Square Garden. Interesting note Who's about the third one in. Interesting note about Giannis, Rich. Remember if we were talking about if the Clippers kind of blew this and lost to Dallas, that Pat, Pat Riley would be on the phone with him already, and he'd probably be on his way out of L.A. Right. If the Bucks get swept by Brooklyn, they lose tonight and lose over the weekend, and that's a wrap. Right. Are we going to start having these conversations about Giannis wanting out? Let me ask you this. That's another year in a row. That's that sound back to back years. Maybe as the favorites or as a high seed. Jalen Rose is saying yesterday, Giannis doesn't make a shot outside the paint. But he's a two time MVP. I understand that. Great. Great. Tom Tom Thibodeau is one of the best regular season coaches we've seen. Uh, he just won coach of the year, right? Get to the playoffs, ask a Bulls fan if the Knicks in the playoffs this year looked familiar to you. Ask ask anybody who's a Bulls fan with Thibodeau. Great regular season, postseason? Yeah, it didn't look the same. Maybe it could be an unfair accusation this year that he ran them too deep into the into the into the boards, into the into the ground. Into the court, whatever you want to call it. I mean, the Knicks you know I mean? massively overachieved. I mean, they were only predicted to I, win 20-ish games. All I'm saying is this, Chris. At some point, maybe it's the player. So are you saying... I'm doubling down on my worst take in the history of this show. Okay. Are you saying that Giannis can't be the best player on a championship I'm team? I'm not saying that he can't be a best player on a championship team, but, I, I mean, what what's better? He'd have to team up with somebody else is what you're already saying. But he has teamed up. Milwaukee has built this team around him. With who? With Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. Are they? Would you even put those guys in the same uh, category as Paul George, who's the one that Kawhi has teamed up with? No, but this okay. is who they have constructed I around him. I understand that. Giannis probably told them, hey, get me some help or I'm going to bolt. And this is who they got. They got him some help. Right. And they're a very good team. So who's going to be... But why are they getting waxed? Well, Giannis is going to maybe have to do what Kawhi did, which is just call somebody up and say, come here. Bust up somebody else's marriage and say, come here. And Paul George did that for for Kawhi out of Oklahoma City. I don't know. So what do you package Middleton and some guys around? But who does that net you? What if it nets you Dame Willard? Do you think Portland would really make a move like that? It's not going to matter if Dame says, I want out. Do he, but he's not. He hasn't. We don't know that. We, Dame said a few weeks ago that he has no interest in leaving Portland. Why would he do that? Great. Kyrie Irving said he wanted his number in the rafters in Boston. 
Guys change their mind at the drop of a hat in the in the week. We we've, we've seen that. If Portland trades away Damian Lillard, they should just they should just hand in their 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 card. Just hand in their card to 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 the NBA and say we can't do it here. Honestly. Like you have to try. I mean you have to you, you can't just trade him. I mean if he says he wants out then obviously that's who, a different who situation. Who are they being? Portland can't get out of the first round. I don't know what to tell you, Chris. I don't know what the answer is. It's not like nobody will go to Portland. It's a beautiful city. Fan base is insane. Fan base is locked in. That's it. That's the that's the only game in town. Literally. On the professional sports level. I, I get it. So it's, uh, I've been there. It's awesome. I love their fans. So what are we arguing? We love here? Dame. What are we arguing here? That that the the Blazers should trade away Damian Lillard to Milwaukee. Wanted the Bucks trade away Giannis to 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 Portland. Team him up with Damian Lillard. So Portland. So I'm all for that too. So he doesn't have to take a shot outside the paint. Let him do what he's. I would like do. to see one of these two guys win a championship, but on their current teams, they're never going to win. Well, it's because the rest of the league is teaming up with each other, unless. Phoenix Suns the rescue, unless the Jazz. Maybe that's the equation this year. Bursting through. That's your variant. We, you know I mean, mean? we are going to see a new champion this year. but No, I know that. But, but it's most likely going to be a super team. I hope not, man. And I say that as a native New Yorker, and it would be great to see a parade in Brooklyn and all the Knicks fans who are so thirsty, all you thirsty Knicks fans out there who can't quit your schmecky owner because it's the right thing to do, and you refuse to take a... A, a bus or a train or a courtesy car across the Brooklyn Bridge to the Barclays Center. It's not that deep into Brooklyn. Like, literally, you're not going to JFK Airport. It's not a long trip. And you could see some of the best basketball in New York City that you maybe one of the best basketball teams New York City's ever seen. Fact. Fact. It would, it would delight me, but it would also delight me to see a team like Utah or a team like the Suns. Yeah, there's no super team. It's just an excellent player at the top of his Hall of Fame game getting all the people around him so he could finally have his moment for a coach of the year that won coach of the year based on his peers, not by any other vote, Monty Williams, right? And and then you've got the Utah Jazz. Kid, who Donovan Mitchell, who's becoming a superstar of his own with a terrific supporting cast and a Hall of Fame new owner, part of the ownership group that's pissing off T.J. <laughs> Jefferson. Three-time defensive player of the year. There. You know what I mean? Like, that would be great. Your Sixers, even. You know, people would say, well, Embiid and Simmons is kind of a super team combination. But they were both drafted. Yeah, Correct. Yeah, exactly. Different story. Yeah, yeah different. They, they were both acquired through legal means. <laughs> Trust the process. Hey, ben from Mississippi started an interesting conversation. I kind of shut him down. Like, I, I mean, Portland really—if if Lillard says I want to stay and they trade him, they should literally—they should—they should just call Adam Silver up and say, "Take us to Seattle, get us out of here," because the the Blazers fans would absolutely say, "Why'd you do that? Keep going. Maybe the coach is the right decision, right right change." Despite Terry oh, Stotts I, I being b- think beloved, the, but he's been mostly. there for nine seasons. I, I mean, know that maybe co- that's the right change. It is the right change, but they need a superstar. It's who's going to go there, and who wants to go there? 
I don't know who that is. I mean, if they had Giannis, they're big time players in the West. But well, why would the Bucks do that? Then the Bucks could just yeah, hand exactly. in that card too, right? If Giannis wants to stay, if these guys want to go, it's a totally different story now. Right, it becomes James Harden. It becomes a Anthony totally Davis. different story now. Yeah. It doesn't seem like either of them want to leave at this point. Isaac Bruce, Pro Football Hall of Famer from the St. Louis Rams days, coming up. And that's the thing. If, if they don't want to leave, that's totally fine. You, you respect the loyalty, but they're never going to win in their cities. That's just, that's just a fact. So hour number three, here's what we're going to do. Um, we've got Isaac Bruce. We've got Michael Holly. What we're going to do is that, those two interviews, and in between, uh, Belichick was asked about Cam Newton's health. Oh. It's a terrific give and take. <laughs> oh, gosh. We could play act it right now. <laughs> okay. Uh, then we'll talk a little bit of baseball, and there's always as well. I'll always, whenever we do the 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 bad, we'll I'll throw in some good, especially if it's Mookie Betts balling out. And who is that good for? Huh? It's not good for me. Well, it's good for Los Angeles. It's good for baseball. You know what's better is is when Mookie Betts is good. <laughs> it's good for baseball, don't you think, TJ? Well, I mean, like Fernando Tatis. <laughs> but if it's not good for Chris, then it's kind of like then. Then it's great for us. No, okay. That's... <laughs> Are you new here? <laughs> By the way, Rob Domofsky just tweeted some uh, Jordan Love passing. What do you got? Stats. What do you got? <laughs> you want to do it now? Yeah, sure. All right. Notes from minicamp number three. This was forty-three seconds ago. Love it. Uh-oh. Jordan Love, eight of sixteen passing. Five hundred. No interception in a red zone heavy practice. No oh, trade him. Did throw a 10-yard touchdown across to Winfrey and a 12-yarder on a fade to Tanyan. Big Bobby T. Call Aaron right now. Call him no, on the phone. Get him on the phone. No. Oh, man. This rep-to-rep league could be so brutal in the middle of June. It's so funny. It's so funny. Hour-to-hour Hour, second-to-second. Hour, second. This informs decisions. This oh. informs decisions. It informs it. Even even he said earlier, like it was a jolt. Yeah, well, it gave his a performance jolt yesterday. yesterday yeah, yeah, it gives yeah. a jolt to the entire team. Yeah, totally. Oh man! Oh. <laughs> Imagine if somebody live tweeted this show. <laughs> well, we we like kind of we actually do. I do actually, Rich. Huh? We kind of do live. Oh, you mean someone like, else? Like like oh. great segment. Rich nailed it. That segment. Excellent question. His second question was a little bit off base. A little bit out of touch. You know. Like every every like no well, live tweet not. a show like this like uh, like that. I you mean either. live critique this show? Not well, live. just like yeah. what what everybody's doing in minicamp. People do that for events and it's terrible. I don't. Hey, uh, Isaac Bruce coming up hour number three. Michael Holly helps us take us to his show top of the hour right here on Peacock. <laughs> 